Hello and welcome to I Love It, Don't You? The podcast where friends share with friends whether they like it or not. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Kim. And I'm Janelle. And this week uh, was my pick and I forced them to watch the first five episodes of Unreal. They both expressed interest in the show. I'm very interested to hear their first thoughts. Who wants to go first on what you guys thought of the show? Any takers? Janelle. Janelle. No. (laughs) Go with Kim first. I want to hear Janelle's thoughts first. (laughs) Have you guys already talked about it? No. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what to think about this show. Okay. I really don't. Mm -hmm. What I can say is... If you're severely depressed, don't watch it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, because the first episode, oh, ah, that was so painful mm-hmm. that I am really glad that we took a really long time to go and actually record this because I didn't want to watch anymore for like two weeks. Really? Yes. I hated it so much. Yeah. It's so dark. It's dark. <laughs> yeah. And I can do dark, but it usually has to be mixed with humor. Mm-hmm. And this isn't really humorous. It's not. Yeah, it has quippy dialogue, but mm-hmm. it's quippy dialogue to be insulting and yeah. clever, but not actually funny. So mm-hmm. that's like the brief version. It's not like it's a bad show by any means, but it's a difficult watch if you're not prepared for it. And I thought it was going to be a funny, like dark comedy or something. Yeah. So I think I it's got like, whiplash. <laughs> it's like a really, really dark comedy. Sometimes I can see where they're trying to be funny. But there's no laugh out loud moments. Right. Um, Does that make sense? Because they're taking elements of the whole reality dating show, which is already a crazy situation. And then they're making that like 10 times more, which makes it really dark. It's a lot. Like, I think Mm -hmm. you probably need to go into it not thinking that it's a comedy. Because (laughs) I was excited for like a sarcastic, dark comedy about how frivolous these people are and making fun of them because of their you know being uppity or something like that and it's not that at all yeah so expectations are probably the reason why I got screwed over so oh. bad <laughs> it wasn't really what I expected either mm-hmm. because I was expecting a little bit lighter probably a cross between I don't know if you have ever seen burning love no which is a very funny spoof about kind of the behind the scenes dating okay. shows that Ken Mariano, I think, the guy who plays um, Vinny Van Lowe and Veronica Mars. Oh, he, okay. he did it. So I kind of expected like a cross between that and maybe this, like kind of more, a little bit more oh, okay. of the biting behind the scenes that we see, mm-hmm. but definitely a little more humorous. But I love it. You do? I do. Like, I am so happy right now. Like, if the audience could see me right now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I really, really love it. Because I find a lot of these characters are horrible, horrible people. But they're very complicated, horrible people. Yes. Yes. So, like, Mm -hmm. even Quinn, who, uh, by all means, you should just hate. Yeah. I really like her. I really like Quinn, yeah. And I think... I find it fascinating, her relationship with... Rachel? Well, that too, but Chet. Her relationship with Chet. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, she manipulates everybody and all that, but she actually really does love him. She does. Have you watched, like... I've watched up to five. Okay. Because I didn't want to be tempted to talk past and then... Yeah, you're right. That was um, a good call. Yep. I've been trying to consciously only watch to five and pace myself to where I don't get tempted because I do want to keep watching this. 
cap spoiler alert for her later. <laughs> it's so good. So at the end of episode five, that's where like she's trying to sue him and everything. Mm-hmm. And he has just given her 40% of the show, yeah. basically. Yeah, their relationship is very, very interesting. And I really like Jeremy and Rachel's relationship. Yeah. Is very yeah. interesting, too. Um, no. <laughs> it is interesting. I I have a whole thing about this later that we'll talk about. Okay. But it, I agree. It's interesting. Um, <laughs> so, like, how they treat the contestants and, like, the actual show part of it, mm-hmm. I'm less interested in okay. than I am what's going on with them as people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what works the best for me is when... Rachel is trying to do the right thing in the in the show. Um, like in the episode we just watched, it's it's fascinating. Like, I think Rachel is fascinating, and you can go on and I mean, I love the the episode five of the mm-hmm. show, especially because like you kind of see a little bit of why Rachel. I think you see more of why Rachel got into television. Mm-hmm. She definitely lost her way from her ideals with this show, right? But I also think that trying to figure out what her true motives are are sometimes really difficult. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say right. about it? But like, so in episode five, what's her name? Um, Faith. Faith, thank I you. I love Faith so much. Um, in episode five, it's revealed that Faith, who is from a super conservative background, mm-hmm. is gay but has never really admitted it to herself. And we see Rachel manipulating the situation at first I mean, well, yes, manipulating the situation to make Faith realize this and to use it. Mm -hmm. But we also see Rachel then deciding it doesn't need to be used and going to great lengths to make sure it doesn't get used. Yeah. Very interesting to me. I think I've wandered off my main point. But Rachel and and Rachel struggling with whether or not she is Quinn, essentially, Mm -hmm. or whether or not she is better than that is very, very interesting Mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. For sure. I think that there's this whole kind of two realities going on within the show. You know, it's called Unreal. And even, like, I've watched this a lot. I've thought about this a lot. So I hope I don't get too, like, crazy with my explanation here. We first see Rachel coming onto the set. And Kim is, like, no, not Kim. Sorry. Quinn is following her with a steady cam. <laughs> that kind of worries <laughs> sorry. me that you just uh, sorry. transposed my name there, buddy. <laughs> And um, she says, Quinn says to Rachel, welcome back to reality. And I think the episode where Rachel goes to see her mom is really fascinating. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. Is that the fourth or the fifth one? It's third. the third one. What? Yeah. Okay. Um, so she goes to see her mom, and we kind of see more of her background. And I think that we see how she, where she got some of her manipulation from. Mm-hmm. And this isn't revealed in the third episode or in the first five episodes, but it's not a spoiler. Her mom started treating her as her psychologist when she was 12. Oh. And, I, yeah, I think it's a really important fact, though, because Rachel's control, you could see that her mother took away Rachel's control, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of the reasons why Rachel is involved in this show because she's trying to get back that control oh yeah and then her mom also kind of gave her this second perception of reality she's telling rachel one thing which is untrue that's a really important figure in rachel's life Mm -hmm. especially at that such a young age so i think that she's constantly struggling with what her mother believes and reality the show kind of echoes that and i think that also her relationships with jeremy and the other love address adam 
um, echo that. Like her trying to figure out which one is real. Like mm-hmm. who do I have real feelings for and who is like my real love interest. I think it's really fascinating. So, well, um, yeah, what, what do you think? I was going to say my thing is I'm trying to figure out if her mom is right or not. I don't. I don't think it's necessarily untrue that she has problems, but her mom is evil. Oh yeah, her mom's. <laughs> her mom is not right about anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I mean, she's, she's not, not. I think right. she's not right in the way that she's done things, and I think that she has. I mean, she's, there's obviously the ethical issues of yeah. treating. Like her there's mom no has her way. Own motives for what she's doing to Rachel. Okay, so that's revealed later. Yeah. Okay. It's like her mom might be like a sociopath or like oh, okay. a, like well, I'm not surprised at that. Term is. I'm not surprised at that. <laughs> I got at all. really defensive. I'm sorry. <laughs> listen. I'm sorry. My <laughs> arms are crossed. I'm like <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Cuz I really hate her mom. No, um, and that's and fair. Rachel does have problems, but I can't trust anything her mom says because she has her own agenda uh, behind why she's treating Rachel. Ten bucks says she's writing a book. Don't guess because, like, I, it's a big spoiler. You don't even find out in the first season. Okay. But, like, she does have problems. Her mom is the cause of the problems, though, basically. So. <laughs> Her mom is the, w- one of the main reasons that she developed anything. So, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop down. <laughs> so, I mean, I agree. Obviously, Rachel has problems. Like, she yeah. wouldn't have spazzed out like she did at the end of the last season or whatever season it was. Yeah. She can't get her life together or whatever. But... I don't think it's the problems that her mother's trying to pin on her. Like, I'm not saying that there might be mental issues and whatever, but Mm -hmm. Rachel herself has said that other therapists have said that those aren't issues. Yeah. I mean, she could have been lying or whatever, but you see her, like, struggling in those scenes with her mother being told this one thing, but she's been told other things by other professionals. Mm -hmm. So I completely discredit what her mother says because whatever her mother's motives are, something is going completely wrong there and her mother is destroying her in a lot of ways is is what I was picking Mm -hmm. up from episode three and in one episode I cannot stand her mother and so unless if somebody other professional sat there and said Rachel had those issues I would discount everything her mother said yes Mm -hmm. she has issues but I'm gonna discount what those issues are Mm -hmm. and she definitely needs therapy uh you know like you're no I'm not (laughs) all right let's I'm sorry take like two beats though okay (laughs) if i remember correctly the professional that rachel said was dr wagerstein Mm -hmm. the quack that's on the show that wasn't her original therapist she was seeing someone else before that okay she said that yeah okay and i'm not saying that what her mom has diagnosed her as is right i'm not saying that her mom has the best intentions i think rachel legitimately probably has a disease of some sort, a mental disorder. There's a difference between having a breakdown because of stress and having a mental disorder. And I wouldn't be surprised if she has inherited something from her mom. So Rachel basically has two different love interests. Yeah. Do you like either of those love interests? Who do you like yeah. for Rachel? Okay, so I really struggled like when I first started watching out between who I liked. By the end, I liked Adam. Eventually I like Adam as her love interest. Okay. But now 
I kind of feel like I'm not really invested in her love interest okay. as much um, after watching season two. Even though I want her to find love, she has so much other things that I just want to like. I want to hold her. <laughs> I want to be like, Rachel, it's okay. I was wondering if Rachel would actually be a likable character because I don't know if she's actually a good person. She does a lot of other things that you guys haven't seen yet. She was um, likable for 95% of the first episode mm-hmm. and half of the episode the rest of it in between i couldn't stand her Mm -hmm. because the whole thing is the first episode and this is part of the reason why it was so dark the whole first episode she seems like she hates what she's doing yeah absolutely hates it and she still does after that Mm -hmm. but the final scene of that episode is just so despicable that which episode bugs me so much the first one oh okay the first yes. episode where mm-hmm. she's like watching them all on cameras and mm-hmm. taking notes and stuff and mm-hmm. then like leans back and smiles that blew my mind but not in a good way because it's like i was feeling sympathy empathy whatever for her the entire episode and then it turns around and it's like no she's just disgusting mm-hmm. So then, like, the whole rest of it, until she starts trying to help Faith and you see that she's being altruistic, I, I didn't like her. Like, I had no reason to, to enjoy her as a character whatsoever until then. And okay. I much more cared about... Well, I, I didn't care about anybody, actually. I didn't care about anybody what until... What about Chet's dog? <laughs> Chet's, I love Chet's Chet dog. Chet has a so dog? Much. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. I kind of missed that one, too. And Faith. I knew Faith. there was a dog present. Yeah. I didn't realize Sorry. it was Chet's. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Okay, sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> uh, I didn't care about anybody until you find out that Quinn actually loves Chet. Okay. And then I started caring about that, especially when you start seeing more about how much she likes Chet, how much she loves him. So, yes and no. Okay. I, I, she I, for, just I seems... almost forgot what the original question was. <laughs> yeah. She just, she's so insincere and untrustworthy the yeah. whole time. And sometimes I don't I even think don't that she knows her own motives. You know, the scene with Anna's father is in the hospital with a, like, had a heart attack. And after Rachel's first attempt to get Anna to lash out, at that other girl fails and she tells Anna about her father I'm like oh she's having like a really sincere moment here like this is a crisis of conscience you know and it took me a really long time to figure out wait no she's not doing any of this for Anna's benefit this is Mm -hmm. all to make her look like she's the villain Mm -hmm. and I think that in those moments I wonder if Rachel questions like what mm, her motives are. Right. I don't know. You know, like she probably does. I can totally see her. I feel like she's probably got like a dichotomy going on where mm-hmm. there's a big portion of her that is thinking about how a normal person rea- would react to this. But then she's got the very cold, logical side that's thinking of how she could spin this. Yeah. So I think the thing is when she does orchestrate these things, mm-hmm. she gets to make that person happy in that first bit of time but then she also gets her own advantage out of it so -hmm. it's a win-win situation for her as long as she can keep the contestant or whomever around but also get the show like she's Mm -hmm. yeah what do you think i like rachel okay none of these people are good people no yeah but sometimes i like messed up people and i do think that rachel struggles with it she's trying to determine whether or not she is quinn or whether or not she still has the ideals that she had before ever joining this show. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I find it fascinating because 
I do think within episodes, we see her completely manipulating at points, but then we also see where her conscience is kicking in, where at times where she is, like when Anna's father died, like I think there were some sincere moments in there Mm -hmm. when she was dealing with her and dealing with that. But then in desperation to save face for herself, to not embarrass Jeremy, she did something that she part, like, and I think she knew it was despicable. I think she found it despicable. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. she sacrificed that and sacrificed Anna to try and protect herself and protect Jeremy. Mm-hmm. I also think that she's trying to get Quinn's approval because I do see Quinn as like a second mother figure for her. Mm-hmm. And of the two, I do think she's the healthier one, but not by much. You think <laughs> Rachel is or Quinn is? Quinn is. Quinn yeah. is the healthier. I mean, I think Quinn knows, mother who, figure. knows who. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Quinn knows who she is. Quinn knows she's manipulative. Mm-hmm. Quinn knows that she's good at this. Yeah. This is who Quinn has become, which is why I find her and Chet's relationship so fascinating because that is one area in when she had let her guard down and actually let this man manipulate her in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. take her show and do all of this stuff where she, yes, she was in charge of the show, but it was his show. You can't see me doing the quotes. And so, yeah, that relationship is fascinating to me too. Like I just, there, there's so much in these shows. And also, yeah. like, Quinn seems really jaded about true love, you mm-hmm. know? Because she's like, we're selling true love. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't believe in it. I'm just selling right. you with this fantasy of it. And I think for her to really love Chet, she's also risking buying into what she's selling. Right. Oh, it's so good. I'm just so, thinking about the finale. Sorry. <laughs> Do you have another? I wanted to talk about Adam a little bit. Okay. We briefly mentioned him mm-hmm. as in regards to Rachel. Yeah. You mean her chat? You think Adam is her chat? Oh, yeah. Uh, totally. I guess I could see that right now. So here's why I can't... Right now, I have a hard time totally getting on board with, mm-hmm. like, her and Adam. is because he's so manipulative, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, um, ooh. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. I figured it out. No. Rachel is Chet, and she's not Quinn. Rachel's Chet, and Adam is Quinn. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. Uh. <laughs> But so it's hard to know if he's being sincere or if he's working her. That was really part of the reason it got me was so hard for me to even like Adam in the beginning because right. I was so untrustworthy. Yeah, like that. I'm still not like there's moments where I like Adam. Yeah, but overall I'm not really big on Adam at the mm-hmm. moment. It's interesting like Rachel is kind of going through the same struggle that Quinn is. Like is she going to buy into this like true love mm-hmm. thing? Because there are those moments when Adam is like talking when he um, is apologizing for sexting with his ex-girlfriend to like the women and right. then he gives that Rachel that glance and he's like is he is he talking to Rachel and is Rachel really listening to him? Right. And what's real, you know? Right. Then in the moment where she's telling him, like, she needs a kiss from him on camera and whatever. And, like, he leans in and, like, kind of kisses her cheek or whatever. And it's seen by Jeremy. Mm -hmm. But then, like, later the way he kind of used that to butter her up almost. Yeah, That's true, yeah. And Jeremy seeing it, I think this is a point where, like, Rachel didn't even really know her own motives either until it was pointed out to her. Because Jeremy saw it. Jeremy saw it for what it was in regards to her that she wasn't just producing him. She was feeling something. And she didn't even 
really realize it or let herself acknowledge it until Adam has flipped the script almost. Yeah. Watching the footage that Jeremy has given to her so that she can destroy Mm -hmm. if she wants. And she actually sees in a third person way her reaction to what had happened. And so I think that's one of the Mm -hmm. cases where she doesn't know her own motives, doesn't know her own thoughts right there. I find the show very fascinating. There's so much in all of these shows. Mm -hmm. I agree. Another thing, incident I wanted to talk to you guys about was something that happened in the third episode. It was Maya's storyline. Adam's friend is joining the show, and I hate him. And Roger, yeah. And they get really drunk, and he gets rough with Maya. I really struggled with, like, how the show handled it. And then I also thought, like, if this was a real-life situation, what would be the appropriate action to take Mm -hmm. to say that this behavior isn't appropriate. Right. What did y'all think about both of those things? And that's kind of a two-part question about how the show handled it and then what should have happened. When you say how the show handled it, mm-hmm. do you mean the show, like the producing of the show within a show that we're watching or... I'm talking like, about everlasting or unreal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> unreal. I'm talking about un- how unreal. So Maya ends up getting the date with Adam. What do you guys think about that? The whole thing kind of felt really dirty to me. It felt really dirty to me, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But Maya got the date with Adam because Adam was trying to stick it to his friend. Yes. And then I also think that not getting the date would also be a sort of punishment for Maya. Which Mm -hmm. I think is... So I do think this would be the lesser of two evils. Right. Adam didn't approve of what went on. Yeah. At all. So Mm -hmm. the thing was very, very gross to me. Mm -hmm. I have something to say about kind of in relationship to it but it's going to take me on a tangent so get janelle's thoughts okay i was just gonna say that i think a sub motive of him choosing uh, of adam choosing maya though is that he can protect her then yeah because he kind of staked a claim on her and like yeah he's definitely sticking it to roger but i think Mm -hmm. that's also a way that he can keep from it happening again I mean, Roger won't be around anymore, but it's also kind of protecting her reputation. Yeah. Does that make, like, in Mm -hmm. a weird, gross kind of way, just because I think in reality, I think, I know I asked you guys this question, so I'm going to answer my own question. Okay, (laughs) yes. But I think that in reality, the way to handle that is that once you find him and her in that situation, you remove him from the set. Like, even if she's like, I'm not going to press charges and she's going to act like nothing happened, you just remove him from the set because it's not appropriate. Not appropriate is a very understated way of how I feel about this. Well, at the same time, though, they have encouraged so many other, like, indecent, like, not just, oh, this is slutty kind of stuff, but, like, completely indecent inhumane thing on the set including specifically trying to get these girls to whip the crap out of each other reality shows i don't know how often the fights are actually real i really don't even yeah. watch them no but I it's don't like even. the fact that they instigated that and that it didn't happen naturally and that they should have kind of known that these girls would probably lay hands on another you know not in the christian way in the, like <laughs> i'm beating the crap out of you way and that's not good unless they explicitly say something about like it's in their contracts that they can't sue the show or something like that because that is assault <laughs> oh what he uh, what what roger did to no Matt? what the girls are doing to each other that's uh, assault 
They yeah. could sue oh, each yeah. other. They could sue the show for instigating it or not stopping it because there were plenty of people standing around recording and not trying to pull these girls apart. Okay, yeah. So the fact that they have a guy that assaults a girl and the girl's not willing to say anything even though there's a lot of witnesses, it doesn't surprise me that they didn't do anything about it. Oh, within the environment of everlasting, I agree with you. That's another part of it that I think is horrifying and fascinating, that there's this culture of not reporting things. And yeah. also, they're going to frame the story a different way than what actually happened. Right. right. So there's the reality and then also the unreal version. Well, right. and then everlasting is putting these girls in situations and coercing them to do things like the whole thing is really like despicable Mm -hmm. even with the episode with faith like the original manipulation was to try and get her to lose her virginity to adam yes so Mm -hmm. is trying to coerce her into having sex when that is not her beliefs that is not what she wants to do and trying to frame it in a way that she will give in and that's disgusting. Yeah, like, yes. that's And so there's a lot at play and a lot of horrible behavior going on. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's really hard to know for the people, like for the producers within the show Everlasting, when they see that Quinn encourages that level of manipulation. Right. It's really hard to see where the line is right. or if right. there is even a line. Well... I think there's a clear line. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have people fight, then you need to, like... Because, I don't know. The show just has a track record of breaking laws with people. Mm-hmm. Like, even as simple as calling the fire department enough times that they know that you're faking it. Like, that's yeah. an issue. <laughs> that's You can get arrested for that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know where I was going with that. It's the people in the show are just so gross. Yeah. I mean, and stupid Shia. I hate her. Oh, Shia. Okay, that, so that was my tangent that I was... Okay, let's yeah. talk about Shia. Oh. Right, that, that's the other, like, associate producer or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. She is despicable. But, well, it makes me just, like, question myself because she's not doing anything Rachel's not. She's just not as good as Rachel. And she's... So, all, but also, like, you can tell that Rachel has remorse over the things she does. That's true, She's too. really struggling with it. And Maya just seems to want to excel right. at doing bad things. Thanks, Shia. Which is weird. What? Shia. Shia. Not oh, Maya. Shia. No, no, no. <laughs> You're kind of incorrect, though, Kim, because I don't think I've ever seen Rachel go in and alter somebody's no, pills. Right. Well, yeah. yeah, like, no, Shia will push it a lot further, but they're both doing very, very despicable things a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. But no, Shia will go a lot further. Shia, mm-hmm. yes, was encouraging Maya to do whatever and led to that situation and it seems like most of the time when Mm -hmm. Shia tries to manipulate the situation she just makes it 20 times worse in a horrible situation and then yes and what she did to Mary in the fifth episode is just beyond horrible because you know what happens when people do stuff like that when somebody dies that becomes manslaughter yeah Right. So I don't know if I'm spoiling anything, but I feel like that's what's going to happen. Manslaughter. Or major suing. <laughs> major. It gets crazy. I can't stand it. And I can't figure out. My thing with Shia is I can't figure out if they're making her so bad to make Rachel look so good. But she shouldn't have a job as terrible. Like, literally every time we see her try to manipulate mm-hmm. somebody, if Quinn is present... 
she's just like banging her head against the wall because Shia does such a crappy job of everything. Rachel knows when to be blunt in saying something. It's after she's already kind of planted a seed and gone around in circles and gotten mm-hmm. to where it needs to be and then she can drop it. Um, kind of like when she's talking to Faith and trying to get her to have sex because she's like but if you really love a guy you know like and he's a great guy and it's just it's a normal progression there's nothing wrong with it so I'd want to lose my flower to him it's sudden but it makes that thought stick and mm-hmm. so it makes more sense the way that Rachel does it but whereas Shia if Shia was there with Faith she'd be like can you just go bang him please <laughs> and like, no Shia Early on in an episode, like, she brought up her being a virgin to Faith Mm -hmm. and totally, like, Faith went totally, you know, got really upset and whatever because she doesn't know how to do it. And that's the thing, like, yes, she'll go further than Rachel, but, like, she's just bad at it. Like, she's doing the same stuff that Rachel does. She'll push more lines than Rachel, I think. But she's just not as good. So I it's think like, that's why she goes so far. Right. Because, because she's not as good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I really do not like her at all. But mm. like where Rachel do like I do I'm ex- find I'm, intrigue. Mm-hmm. And I'm rooting for Rachel. Yes. Like even though I know that she's not a good person and I don't like a lot of the stuff that she does, I just I find myself just rooting for her. Although if she succeeds in becoming healthier or whatever, there will be no show because she'll be gone from the show. So um. (laughs) that's very true. I know you guys didn't get to see a lot of Faith, and we've already talked about her reveal in episode five. But I just really loved Faith, and I loved that moment when she did finally say it out loud, Mm -hmm. and the relief that she feels on her face, and then Adam like hugged her, Mm -hmm. Uh and later on. Like, I really like Adam and Faith develop a friendship, and that's really nice to see. Well, and that feels so altruistic, too. He saves her from trying to come out to her family and friends and everything. Mm-hmm. There's, I can't think of a reason, like, maybe I'm just all wet, but, like, I can't think of a reason for him to help her in that situation. Because that's some good TV if she comes out and then there's this hillbilly riot that goes on. So I don't see any reason for him to do that. Yeah. So as much as I don't like Adam, I don't know if I don't like Adam. Mm -hmm. I don't trust him any farther than I can throw him, and I'm really weak. So (laughs) I kind of respect him for that. And I also think that was kind of necessary because of the episode before that when we see Adam set a really low bar for himself on um, what he's willing to do to succeed. Yeah. So just to bring his character kind of back. But also, it wasn't Adam's idea to stop it. That's true. It was Rachel's. Uh, uh, he went. He went yeah, along it with this, and and he was fine with doing it. Yeah. But it wasn't like Adam was like, "Oh, we need to stop this." Rachel goes over to him. Rachel gives him the necklace. That's Rachel right. tells him to go up there and stop it. That's true. Um, I forgot about that. It feels genuine though, because he hasn't listened to Rachel before. Mm-hmm. Right. There's been plenty of times where he hasn't listened to Rachel. Oh yeah. And he also stops Chet from. Um, he's the one that stops Chet from airing. Right. The yeah. Footage. I definitely think he does some good things in that, but it mm-hmm. it wasn't originally his idea. Right. Yes. But I also think we see a decent side of him with Anna and her father having died and him going again he's going because kind of Rachel makes him and whatever I think we see some sincerity there in how he deals with her yeah can I just say really quick though it really kind of also wasn't nice how he saved Faith because that boy should not have gotten down on one knee in front of all of those people, especially her poor little old grandma, who was just like, I just want to see her married. And then a prince is getting down on his knee in front of her and being like, 
you want to go for another week? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. What were you saying? I was talking about Oh, yeah, there Anna. was a genuine yeah. moment there. Definitely. I thought her brother was, like, kind of cold, though. Anna's brother. Right. <laughs> he was like, that's got to mm. be, like, a game box, right? Or is a game box a thing? No, Xbox. Xbox. <laughs> got to be more than Xbox. I was like, dang. Gaming you systems, according to same, Elizabeth. At the same time, though, it kind of makes sense in a way. Because I get the impression that he's probably been taking care of his dad for a while, and he's probably been like, okay, this is, you know. Oh, like, this is like a... He was ready. Expectation, like he was maybe. Yeah, and probably has just got a really dark outlook on life right now because he's been trying to deal with this without his sister in a while. Mm-hmm. So shoving her off is probably a good way of him not feeling anything still. Okay. Potentially? I don't know. I mean, it did feel odd, but I could see where there is some kind of logic behind why they made him react that way. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it did feel heartless, but they did make it sound like the heart problems that it's happened multiple times. Yeah. I also just want to give this poor kid the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I mean, he just lost his dad. <laughs> okay, so I read online that it's supposed to have a slight feminist slant. I wanted to know, sometimes it's hard for me to see it, if it could be a feminist show, but I think in an odd way it is. I do think that, in a way, it's a really dark critique of this kind of bachelor type show and also kind of like how society can view women because I do think the show does touch on at times how TV is a reflection of society and Mm -hmm. then also can reinforce certain values. No, I also think it maybe like shows some of the compromises that women are willing to make to get into a position of power. Mm -hmm. The compromises that Quinn has made Mm -hmm. to be this commanding force of this show. I think it's an interesting perspective to to ask the question where feminism plays a part in this show. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's like a a straight out there like champion of (laughs) women kicking butt. It is very interesting to kind of ask yourself the question and view it through that lens. What is this show saying about feminism about women's place in society and that sort of thing exactly yeah i kind of feel like if this is a feminist show then it's like feminism after dystopia or something because it feels like the opposite of feminism it feels like feminism that's given up there's a difference between being aware of the patriarchy and manipulating it and fighting against it not that i'm like an expert on feminism or anything but i feel like it's so defeatist and it's really only about gaming the system you see people or women all the time now that are manipulative and are trying to get into positions of power like that's not anything unusual it's not somebody like cat from catco in supergirl Mm -hmm. cat from catco is manipulative and everything but it's in a different way it's more about exposing the stupidness in society than embracing it and using it to elevate yourself. Yeah. Like, I do think, like, Supergirl has a lot of feminism in it. And it's, like, a completely different flavor, I guess, of feminism yeah. or something than what we're seeing here. I mean, I don't think that it's, like, promoting, like, a certain feminist agenda on how women should act in the workplace. I think it's kind of shining a light on... I, I'm just thinking out loud here. But maybe shining a light on where women are now in the workplace Mm -hmm. in certain workplaces right because can't see any of this happening at the library (laughs) 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 you know so okay so let's i suppose we could say it like this first off you have quinn and you have cat they both know the rules of the game the quote-unquote rules and the difference is that one of them has used those rules and how they're currently 
Dunn, aka Quinn, and use them to fight her way to the top. Whereas Kat has been like, screw the rules. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to show everybody how great I am and I'm going to get to the top that way. Yeah. So the only reason that I feel like anybody would ever label this show as feminist or say that it has feminist overtones is because it's more of a warning label of how not to get success. Like, yeah. it's getting success for the sake of success instead of getting success for, like, positivity, you know? Well, and I think maybe some of the reasons this is labeled as a feminist show might have more to do with the behind the scenes of actual Unreal because it is, I think, written and maybe show run by two women or a woman or yeah um and and the original idea is from one of them having actually worked on the bachelor or, or a bachelor right. type I was show about that. like it's it's coming from like real experience when they were first starting out out in hollywood mm-hmm. as maybe they were like a pa or something but they were something on an actual okay. reality love show mm-hmm. interesting um I meant to look up information about like the writers and creators of right. the show. Right. Oh, I know Marty Noxon is Marty Noxon is from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like she was one of the big people on that show. Which is why maybe part of the reason why I expected the show to be much more different than I thought mm-hmm. it would. Not that you can't change up your style or something like that. Especially when you say feminist, I would think that it would be more empowering when you've got Marty Noxon from a very empowering TV show. Mm-hmm. But instead, what we see is, like, these women tearing each other down and even being encouraged to. Like, what Anna says to Rachel, like, I was about to slut-shame her on national television. I realize I'm not about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even though she eventually does that, I think the show is also criticizing kind of, like, that type of behavior being shown Mm -hmm. um, on reality TV. Well, yeah, I think it's definitely criticizing these types of shows that are being consumed, these reality TV shows, and the way in which they're portraying women. So I can see where you could argue that as one of the feminist angles is because they're critiquing that. Exactly. And even, like, we see Shamiqua come out of the carriage first and Quinn's like no you know like she's like a wifey because there's a certain idea of like what a wifey is Mm -hmm. later on like they talk more about who's expected to win the show and like there needs to be a villain like they're creating these characters of these women it's interesting it is very fascinating I wouldn't say that the show necessarily critiques it I mean it kind of approaches critiquing but I feel like more than anything it's more just shining a light on it almost like I feel like if it was going to be if you wanted to be able to really call it feminist then it would almost need to have some kind of a call to action maybe or some I mean not not really I don't even know See, it just I, doesn't I feel like it to it's me hard. it's hard I think it is really hard to say it's feminist outright. yeah it's feminist well but- and you wouldn't want it to have a call to action because then it's not well, an entertaining show I think it's trying to push the conversation in some ways. Yeah. I just feel like it could do more. Maybe not. A call to action is probably a bad way of putting yeah. it, but I just I feel like there needs to be more if we're going to call it that. You know? I mean, like, I do think there is feminism within it. I do understand that it can be really hard to see sometimes because right. the characters are doing such ugly things. Right. I mean, when I first watch it, wow, this is a feminist show, does not spring <laughs> to my mind yeah, at yeah. all. At all. <laughs> it's just... Elizabeth posing that question has now made me kind of try and think about how you could view it that way and what lenses 
and what the show is trying to do. It might not succeed in all the ways, but I definitely do think the show is trying to Mm -hmm. be a critique on these reality type shows. Yeah. And like, so see, I watched the show and then I saw that someone had said that it was like, had a feminist slant. And I was like, whoa, what? (laughs) (laughs) I, what? I need to go back and rewatch this. I think that's it. Any last thoughts? I don't like Jeremy. I did like Jeremy um, most of season one. I just really hated him during season two. And then I liked him again. I liked him right up until the trip with Faith. And some of the things that happened. Okay. I didn't really like that either when Mm -hmm. he's approaching Rachel. And then he definitely makes the first move and then, like, calls it off. Mm -hmm. Well, and the reason he calls it off. He doesn't even call it off because he has a fiance. He calls mm-hmm. it off because he wants to insult, or not because he wants to insult Rachel, but he calls it off and insults Rachel because he knows how it's going to end with Rachel. Yeah. And it's like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Well, your first thought wasn't your fiance. Maybe you shouldn't be with her. Obviously, he shouldn't be with his yeah. fiance. But obviously, <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't like that at all. But I'm intrigued more about their old relationship. Like, what all led up to yeah. it. Like, that's what intrigues me so much. And... I suppose. It's just... Yeah. I want to know more about what happened before between them. That's why I'm so intrigued I by would, them. Yeah. I want to know if it really was only one time. Because that would explain to me more why they keep reacting to each other the way that they are. Because how they've explained it now is that it was just a one-time hookup. We were drunk. That was it. Which is so weird because that video that they took of each other, they look pretty sober to me. Right. And it looks like like they'd been talking for a long time. That's what intrigues me is if it was a one-time thing, like there was a friendship beforehand. Yeah. Yes. And I don't really necessarily buy that it was a one-time thing. Or if it mm-hmm. was a one-time thing, it was something that had been, something built that had been building up. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe they, they were... only slept together one time. But mm. there was a relationship before that. Yeah. I could see where they were also maybe friends with benefits or something. Yeah. And, and started developing feelings. Mm-hmm. I could see where that was the thing. I also really love that after... Rachel's letter is sent to everybody. The other producer on the show, associate producer, he calls her Jane Austen if you're nasty. And I loved it (laughs) so much. (laughs) Also, can we talk about that associate producer for a moment? Yes. Like, I like him for the most part. Again, he does some disgusting things. Especially in the fifth episode. Especially in the fifth episode. He intrigues me, too. Yeah. I want to know more about him. He's going to stay around for a while, so. that's good. He was literally the only likable person, though, until the fifth episode. Like, the only likable person that was not Mm -hmm. a contestant. I'll say that. There's been some contestants that I've liked. I mean, Faith Um, is my favorite contestant. Yeah, I like Faith and I like Mary. Like, I really haven't... I mean, Faith's fine and, like, whatever. Like, but I haven't really been drawn to, like, any of the contestants, Mm -hmm. really. Like, Again, I'm just more fascinated by, like, all the psychological stuff of these people running the show yes. and, like, what's going on in their lives. Yeah. Well, the people are so crappy in the show that, like, I'm attracted to the only people that feel normal, a.k.a. Mary and Faith. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love and, and Jeremy until the fifth episode. But Jeremy was fine until then. So they're horrible people, but I feel like most of them could still be redeemed. 
Yes. That's where whether or not I can root for a person or can find them likable. Like, you can be a horrible person, but if, like, there's something about, yeah, like, you can be redeemed or whatever. Like, some of those people are, like, my favorite people who, like, just, like, they start off and, like, they're the worst people in the world. And then, like, they slowly, like, become redeemed. I don't know that that will happen for any of these people. Yeah. But, like. Because then we wouldn't have a show. Right. But that's kind of, like, my character type anyways that I love. Okay. Like, Mark Mm -hmm. Sloan, for instance, or whatever. So that's why I'm, like. Totally get on board. I'm so happy. They gotta be at least a little bit nicer. They gotta be able to show that they're nicer more often. I also need to know why, and I understand we just haven't gotten to this, but I need to know why they're screwed up. So, Mm -hmm. like, I'm a typical Marvel fan. (laughs) I love Loki. Oh, yeah. I love Loki, but it makes sense why he's a villain, and that's why I love him. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like they're all villains. He was villains. such a neglected person and always felt that he wasn't, yeah. like, part of the family. And so it makes sense to me, and then the fact that he's manipulative on top of it, and he's also an idiot sometimes, that makes me really like him. With these people in this show, I don't see, except for Rachel, finally, I see a little bit why. And Rachel, I did like Rachel a little bit more when I saw how horrible her mom is. Yeah. But it was still really hard to wrap my head around her. My opinion on this show probably shines a whole lot more on me and my personality yeah. than on the show itself. It's a good show. I can see that it's a good show. So you're not going to keep watching it? Yeah, no, I'm probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Or if I do, it might be like one episode a month or something like that. Which actually, hey, the cool thing about the show is that the season's only ten episodes long, yeah. which I think is an interesting number. So interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, I hate it when people stretch out seasons just so that it yeah. meets the number of episodes that is supposed actually, to be normal. Yes, I understand that. But I also kind of like it when I like a certain show, like say Once Upon a Time, so that I have a ton to rewatch. That's what I've been rewatching recently. So, Kim, are you going to keep watching? I am going to keep watching. Are you going to wait until after school is over? Or are you going to keep no, watching I've, now? No, I've hit the point where I'm good. I've also slightly started to go down the rabbit hole with Party of Five. Oh, right. Which I found mm-hmm. out was on Netflix. What, I don't okay. know which I'll go and watch after we leave here. Like, <laughs> I'm not sure if it's up in the air. But I definitely do want to keep watching it. So, anybody who hasn't obsessing over anything? <laughs> I'm obsessing over Grimm. So, are you rewatching um, this series, or are you into no? This the is new my episodes? first. This is my first time I've ever watched it. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never. I picked it up like two months ago now, I guess. A month and a half ago. Month and a half ago, mm-hmm. and I'm four episodes shy of the season four finale. Okay. And there's only six seasons. Yeah, I think this I've watched This is lightning that. fast for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. And I'm also currently really wanting to smack one of the characters. But yeah, that's what I've been, that's awesome. what I've been doing. Yeah. I've been watching Once Upon a Time. I don't know. I mean, I've just been, I've really been watching it, guys. Like, <laughs> I'm at least on my second rewatch. I can't even remember if I watched, this is my third rewatch or my second rewatch. But I'm really enjoying it. It's good. I, um, like I said, I've started to watch Party of Five, but also for the last month, month and a half, I've been in a Miss Fisher murder mysteries mm-hmm. hole, which leads us to what we're watching next time. Yeah, I'm going to make y'all watch Miss Fisher's, I believe. I've already, well, I didn't make Elizabeth. I just kept talking about it. So yeah. Elizabeth has already watched it. So now we're going to make Janelle watch it and see what she thinks of it Woo. and just an excuse mm-hmm. to get to talk about it because I seriously am in love with the show. It's so good. So that's what we're going to be doing, and it's available on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Can I also plug another movie that yeah. I'm loving? If you guys get a chance, you should totally go rent Buddy Moon, 
like Honeymoon, Buddy Moon. It's on Amazon Prime. It's also on iTunes. The guy who's the main character in Grimm, um, David Gintoli, he and his best friend, Flula Borg, they star in this indie film that they wrote together with one of their old roommates that is about David's character being dumped by his fiance a couple days before the wedding. And so he and Flula go on David's uh, honeymoon together. Oh. And it's adorable. <laughs> It's great, and you should watch it because they're best friends in real life, and it's so cute. So if you want more I Love It Don't You content, visit our website, iloveitdontyou.wordpress.com. And you can also follow us on all our social media. We're usually uh, just titled I Love It Don't You. And that's it. Thanks, guys, for listening. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.